Hey my friend, welcome to another episode of Bible Bites to Believing Right. I do hope you're well. We're going to try attempt number three of covering the Bible in a bite. So I hope you'll stick with me and we'll try and uncover just how amazing and how incredible this love story is. Now, I use that word very specifically, a love story. What's this beautiful love story about? Well, the Bible is actually God's love story with man. In the book of Genesis, in the first book of the Bible, God creates the world and then God creates what he calls one of the most amazing creations. He said, I'm going to make man in my own image or let's make man in our own image, our own image, all right? So you can think of more than one person. And in fact, we call him God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit saying let's make man in our own image and let's create man to rule with us so man was made to rule and man was made after god had created everything else and put everything else into place god had made the heavens the earth the sea the stars you know the trees with vegetation the animals you name it but god had called us to rule over his creation and to rule with him but what did man do man disobeyed the one thing that god had asked him um, to do and god had told him you may freely eat of every tree of this garden except for one now why did god make a rule like that god wanted to give man a free choice he wanted man to have a choice about whether he wanted to obey or not. And man chose blatantly to disobey. And we see that man is tempted by an outlaw spirit and obeys the outlaw spirit, somebody that did absolutely nothing for him. So he chose to ignore or slap the hand of God away from him, the God that had given him everything, the God that had called him to rule with him, and he decided to obey this outlaw spirit. At that moment, my friends, that begins the first sin. And man had sin on his conscience. Both man and woman. When I say man, I mean man and woman. They both now had sin on their conscience. What was incredible is God had told them not to eat from a tree called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But what God had advised them to do was eat of every other tree. So there were two trees in the middle of the garden, the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. The tree of life was supposed to just give man eternal life and man could live forever. But man chose the wrong tree. In fact, the evil one tempts man to select the wrong tree. So now what's, what's happening at this stage? You see that man is now brought sin into the world, brought sin on his own conscience, Uh, on his own conscience and essentially has given his place to the evil one what does god need to do god has to put man out of this incredible garden and paradise that he had created for man he has to punish him remember that sin has to be judged it has to be punished and that's what god does and god punishes the woman god punishes the man He puts them out of the ruling status and he says, now you're going to have to work, you're going to have to sweat, and you're going to have to earn, and you're going to have to, and and, and and you need to work off the land and and, and eat bread. Um, So anything that man does now has to be filled with work and sweat and blood and sweat and tears, and those are some of the language that we use, right? 
um, and then he he he, he um, gave a decree to the woman that she would, um, you know, essentially have a lot of pain while bringing other children into the world, and then he also cursed the evil one, and he said there is going to be somebody that comes along. There's going to be a man that crushes your head. Now, don't forget that right now there was a man that was under the evil one's leg. Think about it, because the evil one had just gotten man to fall, to have sin on his conscience. But God said, I promise you there's going to be a man that comes along and he will crush your head. You will strike his heel, but he will crush your head. And from that time onwards, God wanted to find a man that would bring the rest of humanity back to him. And that, my friend, is really what the love story of the Bible is about. Now, God tries throughout the Old Testament, and this is a very succinct version, but God tries throughout the Old Testament to establish men that are close to him, men that are choosing to do right in his eyes. And God starts to establish what we call covenants with these different men. You see him establishing a covenant with Abraham, calling him to be his own special people, and Abraham's descendants, and saying, he would bless Abraham's descendants. What God was really trying to do throughout the Old Testament was bring man back to him. And God really treated these men and women with incredible grace. Remember that word, my friend, with incredible grace. Whenever God talks about even himself in the Old Testament, he says he's a God of love, of unceasing faithfulness. So and, and, you know, there's even a part in the Bible where God speaks to Moses and God says, I'm going to tell you about myself. And he says, I am Yahweh. And then he proceeds to say, I'm a God of faithfulness. I'm a God of love. He doesn't say I'm a God of anger and war. So God just wants to show this incredible heart of love to man and bring him back and restore man to that ruler status. But he can't do that. He can't do that without getting rid of man's sin. And man still has this problem of sin. Only thing is, my friend, man has now continued to sin and produced offspring and they've continued to sin and that problem of sin just carried on through the Old Testament. Now God in the Old Testament still wanted to be close to man, so he made a variety of sacrifices to allow man to come back into his presence. He had to understand and man had to understand that he couldn't come into the presence of a holy God without removing or at least temporarily removing his sin. So God instituted these sacrifices and man could then, with the right sacrifice, um, he could come into God's presence. God required the shedding of blood to remove sin, even temporarily. And that's why throughout the Old Testament, you'll see that people used to bring a sacrifice. They used to bring an unblemished lamb, a lamb without sin, or spot and that's what was what was required my friend and they would have to kill that lamb sprinkle the blood and then come in and they would and that would show that they have paid for their sin or the lamb had at least temporarily paid for their sin but God could not remove their sin permanently my friends not with that sacrifice anyway so God tried to make a temporary way for man to come back to him. And you see this happening throughout the Old Testament. God instituted kings, prophets, and priests to try his best to bring man close to him. But man would only come close to him for a little while. And then man would forget about all the good things God was giving them and go back to his evil ways. There was no perfect man. 
to bring mankind home to God until God himself provided a solution. God himself provided a perfect sacrifice. God sent his son. So in the New Testament, after everything and after all the attempts that are made in the Old Testament, the New Testament opens with the birth of what we call the perfect lamb of God. God was not, uh, was not satisfied with just a normal lamb um, from a flock or a herd, but God wanted his own perfect lamb. So God created that perfect man. Remember that perfect man who would smite the head of Satan, who would crush the head of the evil one and of the devil. And God sent that perfect man. Um, and that perfect man took the entire sin of the world on the cross and removed the sin problem forever so that man could now come into God's presence without worrying. My friend, you have now have access to come back into your Father God's presence because God has provided a perfect lamb for you. As we draw near to Christmas, let's dwell on that perfect lamb coming into the world over the next few days. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow.